0: Hello and welcome back to Pacific Point of View. I'm Tyler Budge. I'm Hayden Weber. And I'm Colt Almodova. And together we are the Pacific Point of View. And ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Thanksgiving special. We are just two days away from Turkey Day. And uh, I mean, in honor of Turkey Day, uh, I guess we'll review the rankings that, that dropped today. Um, but lots of turkey surprises in um, for us throughout the afternoon. So guys, thoughts on the rankings that we just saw?
1: I didn't get too much time to look over them, but I do think that the committee did a better job this week than last week. Alabama rightfully dropping to three from two after a sketchy week against Arkansas and Ohio State put on one of the most masterful performances we've ever seen in the regular season, just absolutely destroying a top-10 team by 49 points last week. So they rightfully get that two spot. And then Cincinnati is now... In. in the top four, and that means they control their own destiny to the college football playoff. I don't think we've ever seen that before from a, a group of five teams. It's big. It's big. A little interesting to see uh,
2: San Diego State uh, slip the way they did, but who cares? Cincinnati is in. If the playoff was tomorrow, they'd be playing Georgia. So it, it it would be a rematch of last year's, I believe, Peach Bowl. Yeah. And so let's do it. Cincinnati's in. That's all I care about. Yeah, I agree. I think they
0: did a great job. Um, let's go ahead and jump into our surprises.
2: Daddy? <laughs> if I woke up tomorrow with my head sewn to the carpet, I wouldn't be more surprised than I am right now.
0: All right, so in the theme of Thanksgiving, let's pick a surprise today that you were thankful for. So I'll start. I was thankful that the Texas San Antonio Roadrunners pulled it out. That was a crazy—you saw that last play. I know Hayden did. He texted me. The crazy, like, nearly tipped pass, diving catch for a touchdown. I'm thankful that the Roadrunners kept their undefeated season alive.
1: I was definitely intrigued by that game, having picked UAB to get the upset, so I was a little bit butthurt that they uh, weren't able to pull it out on the road, but hey, congrats to UTSA, and the Alamo Dome was rocking. I mean, that place was was turning up. That was a great atmosphere it looked like, and the announcer sounded like Ed Orgeron completed the ensemble. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm thankful that James Franklin will not be coaching in the Pac-12. Literally hours ago, Penn State just signed him to a 10-year contract extension. Dollar amount TBA. James Franklin has gotten a lot of heat this year. He's kind of had one foot out the door, seemingly. He just hired a new agent. He made some weird comments where he didn't know who Penn State was playing in one particular week. I know we talked about it that uh, when that happened. But James Franklin is one of the best coaches in college football. 67 and 32 with a Big 10 championship in his 8 years at Penn State and he turned around Vandy a program that we've seen how bad it's been yes. since he left. Yes. Yes. And Penn State that was not a great job when he took it over. They were still really in a in a down spot uh after the whole scandal that went on there. So I'm happy that James Franklin will not be roaming the sidelines for the Trojans because I think if anyone was able to turn that program around fast, it would be him.
2: Guys, you know what? I'm thankful for the college football playoff committee. They got it right. I am so stoked that they put Cincinnati in. This is I was telling Budge outside, this is probably the greatest moment since Boise State beat Oklahoma back in 2006. This is how much it means for the group of five. This could open the door, if they want to keep it in a four-man format, it opens the door for teams like Hawaii, Boise State, to finally (laughs) actually have a shot at making this playoff, which seems so ridiculous to get into. So, I didn't think I was going to say this, but I'm actually thankful for these guys. Shout out to Paula Boyvin for making it happen. All right, there we go. Um, Now we're going to do our first Thanksgiving-themed segment of the
0: day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the start of the Thanksgiving game show. The first segment of the game show is going to be guessing turkey noises. How well do you know your turkey noises? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Um, I'm, I'm going to pause that game show sound. Here we go. The first, should I play that like as background?
1: So are we guessing what breed of turkey this is, or? No, 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 so one
0: of them will be a turkey noise, okay? The other one will be not a turkey noise, and the other one will also not be a turkey noise. My laptop appears to have frozen, okay, it's back. So here we go, the first noise. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was that was noise number one, and for you listeners at home, you guys can also play along. The second noise. What? <laughs> Okay, there's a distinct difference. Listen, this is the first one again. Okay, and now here, are you guys ready for the third noise?
2: Yes. That, that's just birds.
0: So that was A, B, C in the order in which I told you which one is the turkey.
1: I'm gonna go with number two. Okay, Colt? You know, I I
2: wanna say it's number two because I heard a lot of like whoa, whoa whoa, but like I think it's gonna be number one because it can't be number three. That just sounds like a flock of like regular birds. Alright. You guys were both correct.
0: They were all three turkey noises. It's turkey day! You really thought I was gonna put anything other than a turkey in there? Um, hold on, let's do like an outro to the game show. Well, thank you guys for participating in the turkey game show. It was great to have you. And from there, let's jump ahead and we'll talk about, uh, who was eating, not their Wheaties, but who was eating their turkey legs, sticking with the Thanksgiving theme. Hayden, who was eating their turkey legs in the
1: Pac-12 this week? Washington State linebacker Jahad Woods was eating his turkey legs. A fifth-year senior, played in his final game at Martin Stadium. Listen to these numbers, 12 tackles, One and a half tackles for loss, a forced fumble, and an interception. That is a crazy stat line for a linebacker. And he uh, led the charge to Washington State's impressive 44-18 win over U of A. And it also earned him Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Week honors. They did play U of A, though. That's that's true.
2: So I was talking to Tyler earlier, and I was like, you already know who I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick Jaden DeLora. And Tyler was like, don't be lame. Pick someone else. Dig a little deeper. Correct. So you know what? I hate you Tyler, I'm giving you four Hawaii athletes. Okay, ready? (laughs) Washington State QB, Jaden Delora went off, four touchdowns. Vavai Malapiai, USC running back, three rushing touchdowns. Notre Dame defensive end, Myron Tungo-Vailoa-Amosa, 70 (laughs) yard scoop and score. I'm going out of the Pac-12 for this. And then we're gonna go right back to the Pac-12. USC linebacker, Kanai Mauga, 14 total tackles to lead the team on the day. We didn't have a turkey leg. We had a feast. All right. All right. You know, I appreciate that. Here we go.
0: Turkey leg, Jack Coletto. I brought him up before. I'm not even going to talk about his stat line versus ASU. I'm going to talk about this stat. Jack Coletto has carried the football 29 times this season. Okay? On 27 of those 29 plays, he has got a first down. The only two times he has been stopped all season. One of them was last week, second down versus ASU. He got stopped a yard shy, but then he got a third down conversion to play after that. And the only other time was a fourth down, week one versus Purdue. He got stopped in a fourth and two by inches by George Karlaftis, who was a number six ranked prospect in the NFL draft. So if you need any evidence why Jack Coletto is impossible to stop, that's all the evidence you need right there. That is an insane conversion rate. Jack Coletto's playing like Hayden's picking right now in the Sag, Pac-12, yeah. and that he's, he's not missing. So uh, I'll start off with uh, who was eating their green bean casserole, Jesus. which is the equivalent <laughs> of, of Fruit Loops.
2: I've never actually had green
0: bean Same, casserole. Same. I've been too scared to try it. Have you had it?
1: I think so. I It's always made an appearance at my Thanksgiving. It's not the first thing that I like to put on my plate.
0: Oh, we're getting a photo taken. Um,
1: everybody wave hi. But uh, yeah, yeah. Um, it's okay. I think I've had it a couple times. It's not It's not the worst thing. All right. But ASU kickers, Christian Zendejas and Logan Tyler. Yeah. My goodness. And this, they, well, they were one for three against Oregon State. Zendejas missed a chip shot from 32 yards out. He's six for nine on the season, but I'm pretty sure all of his misses have come from within 40 yards. Then you have Logan Tyler, who missed a 48-yard <laughs> field goal, not wasn't even close he's attempted two field goals all season missed them both egregiously and ASU struggles in the kicking game actually haven't harmed them too much to this point but I think in this game it didn't help when you had a chance to get on the board twice before halftime and weren't able to do it
0: didn't he literally shank like the opening kickoff to the season out of bounds yeah
1: and he (laughs) missed an extra point that game as well
0: yeah yeah not a, not a good start for him. Cole, who was eating their green bean casserole?
1: You
2: know, I'm going to stick with the special teams theme. Oregon special teams, it's not too special, okay? This past weekend, two missed field goals. But what I really want to talk about was that giving up a critical punt return right before the half? Like, what was that? You went down 28 to nothing. It's part of the reason you dropped eight spots this week uh, to number 11.
0: Yeah, pretty pathetic showing. Um, my green bean casserole of the week doesn't go out to a player. It goes out to Charlie Brown. And that's because, I don't know if you guys have ever watched the Charlie Brown um, Thanksgiving special. It is terrible. It's <laughs> oh terrible. And I'm not going to lie. I have never watched a Charlie Brown movie that I enjoyed. I don't understand the hype behind, around this bald guy. I don't understand. Does he have hair? Oof. What is that little thing over his head?
1: That's a cold take, my friend. You, don't, you like Charlie I Brown? I like Charlie Brown. Wow. Whoa. Interesting.
0: I do. Well, you know what? I think he's eating his green bean casserole. But, uh, you know, to each
1: their You're own.
2: just not a nostalgic
1: person, Tyler. Correct.
2: Correct. I'm not nostalgic. <laughs> I will say, the Charlie Brown Christmas is way better than the Charlie Brown uh, Thanksgiving.
1: Okay, I can agree the with that. The Great Big
2: Pumpkin is decent, at least. Okay. I just think the Thanksgiving one is bad. I
1: had um, to... Unless I'm thinking of the wrong one. I mean, which one are you referring to? Is uh, it the one where... Is this the one where they go back in time? See, see,
0: now you've lost me already.
1: Okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm like, ew, I I probably deleted it from my memory. I can just remember being unsatisfied, even as like an elementary schooler. Let's jump to the big picture. And in the big picture, oh, hey-oh, we're back. We're back to the Thanksgiving Day show. Welcome back. Colt Amadova, Hayden Weber, the same two contestants. (laughs) Guys, college football, believe it or not, is played on Thanksgiving Day. And it used to be played quite frequently on Thanksgiving Day. So not many people know much about, you know, the Thanksgiving Day games that have been played. So I ask you guys this. And this one, actually, there is a correct answer, unlike the last one. Who has the most Thanksgiving win, Day wins in college football history? And we're talking about the FBS level. Mm. It is, is it A, the Kansas Jayhawks, okay. B, the Ole Miss Rebels, C, the Michigan Wolverines, or D, the Missouri Tigers?
2: Well, it can't be Kansas because they never won a game. What
0: the the number of Thanksgiving Day wins that this team has is nineteen.
1: All time. I feel like Ole Miss is a trick question. Is a trick answer.
2: I'm gonna go with Mizzou. I feel like they always play on like these Friday games. I know they're playing on Friday. Um, maybe they used to play on Thursdays. I'm gonna go Missouri.
1: Lock in my answer. Wow, Colt is locked in on Missouri. I want to go with Missouri as well, but just for the sake of a little bit of something else, I'll go with Ole Miss, even though I feel like Missouri is a good pick.
0: All right. As you know, Ole Miss plays Mississippi State in the Egg Bowl on Thanksgiving this year, I believe. Did they play them on Thanksgiving last year as well? I they play I every year on yeah. Thanksgiving. So it's been, it's been a good tradition for them. However... They have not outpaced. So the correct answer is not Ole Miss. It is not C, the Michigan Wolverines. Uh, uh, uh. Missouri and Kansas played each other for, I believe it was 22 consecutive Thanksgivings in the early uh, 1930s, I think it was. And the Kansas Jayhawks have the most with 19. Colt Almodovar, I'm sorry, but you lost as well. I am the winner in the end. Thank you for participating in this Thanksgiving game show. Let's move on. The house always wins. (laughs) The house always wins. All right, it's week 12. Time to make some week
1: 12 picks. Let's start with the Thanksgiving Day game, Ole Miss at Mississippi State. These offenses have combined to average 67 points per game, so I think it's safe to say we're going to get a shootout. Hey, State's been a a pesky team. They've been a tough out for a lot of teams this year, and then Ole Miss obviously has the makings of a good New Year's 6 team. And I'm going to take the Rebs and Matt Corral's final SEC game.
2: Uh, This game is going to come down to which team doesn't have the excessive celebration penalty uh, for doing (laughs) the, you know, egregious peeing dog uh, celebration. So I'm going to go Ole Miss. All
0: right. uh, That's a pretty good take there. I think uh, this is the dream matchup. And I think this is a culmination of everything we've wanted. We don't know if Lane Kiffin will be at Ole Miss next year, but you've got Lane Kiffin, you've got Mike Leach, you've got the Egg Bowl, you've got Will Rogers, you've got Matt Corral. Man, everything is lined up beautifully for this game. I like Ole Miss to get the win on the road. Although, Mississippi State has just been a chaotically good team recently, but I like we'll Miss. Uh, next game, we've got Ohio State at Michigan. Basically, a playoff elimination game.
1: What is it they say? Is this the year? Is this the year Michigan gets it done? Jim Harbaugh has never lost, or sorry, oh, hold on. <laughs> Whoa, that he has was never called. defeated Ohio State, and nothing changes this year. I think Michigan is fully capable of pulling the upset. They do control their own destiny to the playoffs, still. They're the number five team this week, so they're knocking on the door. I just, I need to see it to believe it. I thought all year, okay, Michigan's going to get it done this year. They just look so versatile on offense, and their defense is tough. But I just, I need to see it before I believe it. Not so fast, my friend.
2: Oh. This is the year! Oh. Michigan will get it done! It's a Thanksgiving surprise! Harbaugh's pants will be on fire, and so will Ohio State. They'll be out of this playoff. Bye-bye, Ohio State. Michigan in the playoff after beating Ohio State. Colt, I love the energy. However, Ohio
0: State looks so good against Michigan State. Give me Chris Olave, give me Jackson Smith and Jigba, give me Garrett Wilson, give me that whole Ohio State offense. They are going to steamroll Michigan. I don't think this one's going to be close. I think it'll be over by the half. Wow. Damn. And book it. Book it. That's bulletin board material. Next, we've got Wisconsin at Minnesota. This will decide the Big Ten East, I think?
1: Big Ten West. West. There we go. Well, I the previous game will decide the Big Ten East. So oh, it's true. Nobody is locked into the Big Ten Championship yet. So, a very, very intriguing weekend in the Midwest. Interesting. Minnesota is just a complete anomaly. They've done so well against good teams, and they've had they've had times where their offense is dropping like 30 40 points per game and then they turn around and they lose 14 to 10 to Bowling Green and then 14 to 6 to Illinois it's going to depend on if Tanner Morgan decides to show up for the Gophers if he does I think they are seriously going to give the Badgers a run but that Badgers defense man it is so freaking good they're right up there with Georgia in terms of how dominant they've been this year The Badgers, one of the great second-half turnarounds of the season. They were 1-3, and and they are on uh, a seven-game winning streak. And I think they make it eight, and they lock up the Big Ten West title with a win here.
2: Uh, Yep, Uh, Wisconsin's been on a tear lately. Um, And I think Minnesota, you know, they're going to roll the boat. But once they see that defense, they're going to turn around. Because, you know, (laughs) you do not want to run in this Wisconsin-Badgers defense. So because of that, give me Wisconsin.
0: Yeah, I've got the same pick, Wisconsin, and, and just something to say, you know, about Minnesota rowing the boat. Obviously, it's like it's a fun thing, it's a cool thing, but the only issue is whenever you have like a slogan or a saying like that, it's so easily mocked. You saw the breaking of the oar, I think it was by the Illinois punter, if I'm not mistaken. It's so easy to make fun of. And Scott so,
1: Frost made fun of it.
0: Yeah, exactly. Even Scott Frost is poking fun, and he's three and eight this year. So I got Wisconsin clean sweep there. Next, we've got the Bedlam Bowl, Oklahoma at Oklahoma State in Stillwater. Can the Cowboys finally, finally
1: win this game? Okay, so I've got some just absolutely absurd stats for you guys here. These teams have met 115 times, dating back to the early 1900s. Oklahoma State has won 18 of those matchups. Bruh. Uh, That is egregious. Yikes. So they're due for a win about once every seven, eight years, if my calculations are correct. And that might even be generous. Yikes. They've not won this game since 2014. However, this, I think, is the year. I think this is the time the little brother upsets the big brother. Oklahoma has just had issues all season with the quarterback, Lincoln Riley's future uncertain. Oklahoma State has been so consistent this year, and I think that will bode well for them here. I like the Cowboys. Nope. Yeah, I, I agree
2: with your take. The The consistency that Oklahoma State has is way better than Oklahoma. I don't know what I'm going to get from Oklahoma every single week. And I feel like there's just such a fraudulent team that I wish we would just stop talking about because I'd hope they'd just lose and get out of this whole playoff picture. And so because of that, Oklahoma State, book it.
0: Yeah, um, I Oklahoma is so fraudulent this year. and And part of me wants to pick the Sooners. Because e- even though they're fraudulent, they just they just win these types of games. And they've almost got that vibe that makes you feel like they're going to steal this one. And Oklahoma State never wins. But Oklahoma State's at home. So give me Oklahoma State and that stingy defense. Yeah! I, I, even though they're a Mickey Mouse team, I could see them winning this game and then losing to Baylor. Which would I think could easily happen. Yeah. Baylor was very close to upsetting that team when they played. Next we have, and this game, neither team is top 25, but we had to throw it in there. We've got the Hokies, the Turkeys, and Virginia Tech traveling to play Virginia. Guys,
1: who do we got in this game? UVA might not have won the ACC Coastal, but I think they get their little consolation prize winning the rivalry game. Virginia Tech, dead in the water, just fired their coach. Give me the Cavs. Virginia Tech, the Turkeys, the Hokies.
2: Turkeys do not survive on Thanksgiving, and they do not survive this weekend. And so, because of that, I got Virginia.
0: I beg to differ, Colt. Uh, there's a turkey that gets a presidential pardon every year, actually. So, those, I believe they do it in pairs. So, two turkeys uh, survive. I believe that. So, I've there's got. There's someone
2: eating that turkey.
0: <laughs> I've got the turkeys winning. Where's your Thanksgiving spirit, guys? Virginia Tech beating Virginia. No research on this game. I just know that the Hokies
2: <laughs> are going to win. My Thanksgiving spirit is in my stomach after I eat the turkey, <laughs> like Virginia will be doing this weekend. All right, uh, upset picks time. Let's hear him, Colt. You know, I've been kind of uh, crappy the past few weeks at these upset picks. So you know what? I'm going to go to what I know. The Mountain West. Give me Boise State over number 19 or whatever they are now. San Diego State. Um, I, I like Boise State. They, they have a huge win over BYU on their schedule. It's a team that can beat anyone. And San Diego State, a little scary last weekend against UNLV.
1: Yeah. And so give me, give me the Broncos. San Diego State has to have the record for amount of times we've picked against them, and then they end up winning the next week. Yeah. But anyways, I'm going go to go to an SEC-ACC matchup. Oh. There's a couple of these that I think are going to be sketchy. Please say Georgia Tech. <laughs> Sadly, not that one. <laughs> no! But maybe the next most compelling and most satisfying upset, I've got South Carolina knocking off Clemson for the first time since Jadavion Clowney. Had what it like three sacks in that game in 2013. Shane Beamer's got the Gamecocks going in the right direction. They just secured bowl eligibility for the first time in a few years. I like South Carolina here. They really impressed me last week.
0: I really like that pick, but I had to go Boulder. I had to go Boulder with this pick. War Eagle. I like what? Auburn. Wow. I like Auburn beating Alabama this weekend.
1: Oh. Um,
0: <laughs> and, and, you know, I don't have any real reason to pick them except for the fact that this is it feels like the rotational year where Auburn gets the win and are you kidding me if LSU and Arkansas are in the game late against Bama this fired up Auburn team I could easily see them carrying a lead headed into the fourth and then just getting those one to two fluky plays to push them over the top and I mean all it takes is a few things going wrong especially in a rivalry game like this you know give me Auburn give me Auburn it's a home game for them exactly so let's let's make it happen let's jump ahead to our pack 12 picks where we've got a fun little way to start this um in the spirit of thanksgiving uh there's 12 actually how many coaches have been fired any fired coaches are still in play in the pack 12 so let's I guess go there's a few to choose from welcome Anything. back
1: clay help jimmy meals. Meals.
0: exactly so uh if if the pack 12 coaches are having thanksgiving let's uh let's label them with some superlatives um I'll start. I'll say most likely to spank his children at the dinner table. (laughs) Jimmy Lake. Uh... (laughs) Hayden, do you have a... started
1: out hot. I I like that take. I don't know anyone else who would do it. Not Herm Edwards.
0: No, correct. Correct.
1: Most likely to let their kid play DS at the dinner table and not say anything about it. Herm Edwards.
0: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) that's a good one. That's a good one. Very
2: undisciplined. The penalties accounting for that one, Colt. Uh, Most likely to bring up politics and the COVID restrictions at the dinner table. I've got a fired head coach, Nick Rolovich.
0: Correct. As we know, he was fired for refusing to get vaccinated. So uh, he's definitely the uncle that would would eventually be like, you know, there's no money backing up the, or no gold backing up the money in America or something (laughs) like that. (laughs) Um, Here we go. I've got one. Most likely to bring up crypto. Justin Wilcox. You know, he's a young guy.
1: I can see it. I see that. I can see him and Jed Fish getting in on that business. That's true. That's true. I could see Jed. Colt, you had a good Jed Fish one, didn't you? I had
2: a Jed Fish one. It, Jed Fish is the guy that brings the sweet potato pie instead of the pumpkin pie. He basically ruins the Thanksgiving, but then there's just like this one family member in the corner saying, oh, it's so good, your sweet <laughs> potato pie. I mean, that's in reference to the Arizona players calling him the greatest coach in the nation after their, you know,
1: petty victory over Cal. All right, Hayden. (laughs) I mean, I I didn't come exactly prepared with a ton of these, but I could just see Mario Cristobal as the guy having everyone over, you know. He's got a big, jolly personality. Well, he's not really jolly in person. He's really kind of intimidating. But, you know, you could just see him cutting the turkey, like slapping everyone on the back when they (laughs) walk through the door. Man. I, agree. Well, I agree. It's a party at Mario's house.
0: All right. I've got a few. I'll just rapid fire them um, just to get them out of my system. Most likely to choke on turkey, Mario Cristobal. Yes. Uh, that, he's choked in some him. big names. <laughs> All right. Uh, most likely to cook a surprisingly good dish, Jonathan Smith. Hey, okay. you know what? Like Oregon it. State, surprisingly good. There we go. I like it. And this one, probably the one I'm most proud of. Most likely to lick his plate clean after he's finished eating Chip Kelly. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh. We could all see that. Just from looking at Chip Kelly, Cole, you got any more left? Um,
2: I got a throwback one. Uh, The guy that's going to have one too many drinks and end up crashing the night on your couch, uh, Steve Sarkeesian.
1: (laughs) There we go. That is excellent.
2: And probably a monkey or two is going to be
1: involved. Exactly. And most likely to lose the turkey bowl, Todd Graham. (laughs) True. His defense would get shredded for like 600 yards.
0: There we go. There we go. So that's it for our uh, Thanksgiving themed superlatives. That was a good job, guys. Um, let's do some actual picks now, all right? So we've got, what, I think it's seven games because, yeah, yeah, because uh, Notre Dame is playing Stanford and BYU is playing USC. So we've got seven games here. First game, Colorado at Utah. Buffs not full eligibility to play for, but they're kind of rolling. Utah, I mean, could yeah. they Colo- fall sleep for this one? Colorado's,
1: this isn't even a spoiler opportunity for them. Like, Utah's is set, they're good to go. And I actually, I, I think Utah will win this game handily. I think if ASU was still in it, I think Colorado would have had a chance. But, you know, now they can't play for their buddies in Tempe. So Colorado's just going to lay down. And Utah is going to get yet another convincing victory. Utah will beat Colorado in this game. But I just want
2: to say, I think they're being disrespected in these polls. I think they should be a lot higher. I would even have them maybe as high as 15. Uh, but I've got Utah hammering.
0: Yeah, I think Utah would destroy Texas A&M if they played, and Texas A&M's at 15th. But uh, I agree. Utah, I think, controls this game from start to finish. Look them to establish the run and win this bad boy. Next one, the Apple Cup.
1: Whoa. Why is it called the Apple Cup? Does anyone know? Uh, I think Washington is known for its apples.
0: Oh, it's known for its rain. Oh, fair enough. I mean, it's known for both. I suppose. Is that the
1: Apple State or something? I uh we're just yeah I i don't know anyways washington state at washington washington state has a pathway to the north they do which is why i think they win this game washington i just think there's a lot of these games where you have like one team with something to play for and one team with nothing to play for i think just in almost all of these scenarios except for the oregon schools so for that reason i i like washington state to throttle washington there's one player that one of these teams
2: has that the other doesn't, and his name is Jaden DeLora, and that is why Washington State is going to win this game.
0: I am going to have to respectfully disagree. I think it's a, wow. it's a game in Seattle. Washington State has not won a game in Seattle since I think it's like 2011, so a long time ago, uh, relatively speaking. It's about 10 years. I think the Huskies, yeah, you can say they have nothing to play for as far as postseason implications, but those players... Come on, that's, it's the Pullman brethren coming to town. They've got a lot to play for. A team that just couldn't get the win versus the Ducks this year. It is a team that is going to show up motivated, and I actually think the Huskies win this bad boy in Seattle. Washington State and Washington, both without coaches. When was the last time that happened in an Apple Cup? I couldn't tell you. Don't know. Next game, we've got the Oregon-Oregon State rivalry game. The Beavs travel to Eugene.
1: I think if this game was in Corvallis... I would be a lot more tempted to pick the beeves because on paper, actually, I think everything points to Oregon state winning this game. You have Oregon who just came off of a disheartening loss. This program can't get over the hump. They can't get to that next level. Had deja vu last week from 2019 in Oregon state. Who's on the rise. They're having fun. They play hard. They're so physical. They're a fun team to watch, but It's really hard to pick a team that has one road win this year to go into a very hostile environment and beat a top 25 team. So I'm going to reluctantly and hesitantly take the Ducks, but I do think Oregon State could spring the upset if Oregon really falls asleep in this game.
2: Yeah, we can't forget here. Oregon's still a pretty damn good team. They just ran into a buzzsaw that is the Utah and being on the road at Utah. Um, Oregon State, like you said, in Corvallis, these guys are unstoppable. But this is in Eugene, and so I've got the Ducks. Yeah, you know, um, I, I think
0: that obviously some people are going to be high on Oregon State in this game simply for, for the way they've been able to rattle off wins. They're kind of a fun team, and obviously the Ducks, very disheartening, but I agree. Utah is rolling. But how often, how often am I able to realistically pick Oregon State at Week 12 to go to the Rose Bowl? So you know what? I'm going to pick Oregon State to win on the road, in Eugene. You have to believe yourself. This game is always close. I think Oregon State's just having a magical season. The Ducks, it just feels like things have gone wrong whenever they've you know, had to go wrong against Stanford. That's such a bad loss. Even if they could have avoided that, they'd still be in the race. I think the Beavs get it done against a disheartened Oregon team. So look out for that one. Next we've got the Territorial Cup. We've got the Kitties uh, that shouldn't have a team. Uh, they come and play the Sun Devils.
1: I'll tell you what, that team that shouldn't have a team could, could very feasibly beat ASU, who doesn't have much of a team itself. ASU has to be the most self-sabotaging team in the country. I, this season, they're 7-4. That's not bad. Obviously short of expectations. But I think it's safe to say this has not been a fun team to watch yeah. since UCLA. It's been brutal. And how much can Rashad White do? I mean, we saw Oregon State. They completely schemed him out of the game, and ASU had no answer. So I think the blueprint to beating ASU is there. And you know U of A has had this game circled all freaking year. This yep. is all they've cared about all season. This is the one game that they really care about. And I think... If ASU falls asleep, I think they will lose this game, but I don't think that's the case. I think these guys are going to rally for Coach Herm, whose name is all over the hot seat talk, and I think ASU will steal a close, close decision at home. ASU, especially in their passing game, has been on just
2: a crazy decline over the past six weeks, and I feel like U of A has shown you know, those slight improvements to go you know, trending in the right direction. Although every week I feel like, oh, maybe Arizona could pull another win, but they don't. So even though, you know, U of ASU might be kind of a dumpster fire going down towards the end of the season, we're still not as bad as Arizona. And so because of that, I'm taking the Devils. Yeah, what does it say about these
0: two teams, the fact that if U of A could finish 2-10 of two and, 10 and consider it a successful season, and ASU, even if they win this game, it's not considered a successful season. It's just... The contrast in where these two programs mm. are, I think exactly. ASU gets the job done. I mean, obviously, we're upset with, like, the state of the program and where they're at. But, I mean, it's we obviously outmatch this team. And, yeah, they've been giving some guys some, some games. But I think there's no reason ASU should have a problem cleaning this one up. I look for it to be similar to the 2019 matchup where ASU just kind of held, like, a 13-point lead early and just didn't really look back and won... By a decent margin. So uh, let's get some uh, out-of-conference games in here. We got Notre Dame at Stanford. Can Stanford play a spoiler
1: here? Absolutely not. Stanford is the worst team in the Pac-12. Even at this point, even with Tanner McKee. They are just so depleted. And it's not to say that, you know, when their roster is fully healthy, they would actually be pretty good. We, they Obviously, they beat Oregon earlier this year. And, you know, they hung in there with ASU, and, and they beat some other teams. But that team is just absolutely decimated, and Notre Dame is technically somehow still in the playoff picture. They've done it. I think Notre Dame wins. Yeah, There is no way Notre Dame loses this
2: week. They are trying to make a case. They don't play in a conference championship game, so this is it. This could be the last week of their season up until playing in a random bowl game that they don't know that they'll be playing in. Because who knows if they'll make the playoff? So if they won 55 to nothing last week against Georgia Tech, they better hope they win 110 to nothing this week to just you know make their case to the committee.
0: Yeah, uh, all I have to say about this one is this one is going to get ugly. Uh, Notre Dame, big. Next we've got BYU at USC. Do the Trojans have anything left to play for?
1: Absolutely not. BYU absolutely embarrassed the Pac-12 this year, and they just put the feather on the cap by beating the Pac-12's premier program, and I don't think it'll be particularly close. Um, I don't know who's going to start a quarter. I mean, I think Keaton Slovis was hurt last week. Dart he, d- he didn't play. Jackson Dart will most likely play. Now, Jackson Dart is from Draper, Utah. So there's a little bit of something there where, you know, maybe he can conjure up some juice and, and get his guys to come out here and win because, after all, USC still has bowl eligibility to play for. There four true. and 6 They've got this one. They've got Cal. Maybe USC is like, all right, we got a ranked team in our own stadium. Let's let's end this crappy season on a good note. Unfortunately, I don't think it'll happen. I think BYU will walk away uh, unscathed in this game. Cole? BYU has been getting a lot of love from this committee. I think it's kind
2: of unusual, but it's pretty cool to see a team that's maybe not really power five, but maybe along the lines of group of five, getting this uh, this much love. But, you know, everything points in the direction of BYU, and I just want to go the opposite direction, and I'm going to pick USC to win this game. I like the fact that they still have a bowl game to play for, and Jackson Dart, man, I think he's legit.
0: Yeah, Colt loves Jackson Dart. I think that's been a theme we've noticed uh, a little bit. It's the he, Anakin
2: Skywalker face uh, he likes He, he is legit. He's pretty good. No, he, he's he is. Good. He's
0: like a baby Ke- Keaton Slovis.
1: I think he's better than Keaton Slovis. He's, he could be. Good. He
0: could... Um, Keaton Silvis kind of fell off towards the end of his career. Kind of sad to see, but uh, I, I like BYU in this game. I think they take care of business in the Coliseum. That home field advantage has not been what it usually has been in the past this year, and it, they've been exposed several times. Let's jump to the final game. We've got Cal at UCLA, a couple of California schools going at it.
1: Uh, it's been a disappointing year for DTR, and I've, I've really been dogging him for much of the year, but he balled out against USC. They, uh, they looked... That was an exciting game to watch, even though it wasn't particularly close down the stretch. 62 points. Are you kidding? Yeah. Uh, And then he signed a USC fan's hat in the end zone after he scored a touchdown. Got a flag for that, didn't he? He got a a big-time flag for that. And then you have Cal, who it's been a rough season. Justin Wilcox, we don't know what his future holds. But they just got a huge win. They got the axe back. And you kind of figure that might be the crescendo for their season. And I think they're actually going to lose these next two games. I'm going to take UCLA here.
2: UCLA started off the season after beating LSU on this high, thinking that, oh, maybe this might be the year that they'll make the Rose Bowl. Although it hasn't turned out to be that season, UCLA is still a great team. They're scoring a lot of points, especially last week. And I think the momentum that they got from beating USC would just carry on over to beating a not-so-good Cal team.
0: Yeah, I think Cal has shown flashes this year. Um, COVID really screwed them over. If they didn't have that COVID wave, they'd be 5-5 five and five right now and mm-hmm. actually still battling uh, realistically for bowl eligibility. And you look at UCLA this year, they did what they couldn't do um, under Chip Kelly back when they actually won conference games, and that was win out of conference. And now they're starting to win out of conference games as well. So I think for UCLA, it's those little steps in the right direction that are promising um, and you know another big win I think for UCLA this weekend and I think they continue to go in the right direction and with that we go forward to fact or fiction I thought you were going to say right. and with that we wave, goodbye. That we wave <laughs> goodbye short show today <laughs> Bop, hit the record button um, um, fact, or fiction time. fact or fiction time and it's going to be a doozy today I hope you guys are ready for some, some stuff to happen um, let's start first one fact or fiction uh, I don't know if you guys remember this you definitely do Marco Wilson throwing the shoe for the Florida Gators uh, Mm -hmm. resulted in a penalty. They lost the game. Mm -hmm. Fact or fiction, Marco Wilson throwing that shoe sealed Dan Mullen's fate
2: way back when.
1: Fiction, it didn't seal his fate at the time, but it started the downward spiral of that program.
2: Uh, Because of that answer, fact. That started it. It was the beginning of the end. Fair enough. All right. Fact or fiction.
0: Nebraska, actually, this one is outdated now. Nebraska was favored versus Iowa when two a.m. was, I should say. Adrian Martinez, our friend Donnie loves to call him that. Two a.m. Two a.m. But uh, now I believe Iowa's favored by two and a half. So I'll just say, fact or fiction. Two and a half is the right spread for that game. Fact. I think it'll be a close game.
2: I'm gonna go fiction. Uh, Nebraska's fraudulent. Um, every week it's like, oh, maybe they'll. They'll win this one. No, this you're is not. every game by seven
1: or less. I think, like. I think, but they're not going to win. I think calling them fraudulent is is hard pressed because there's no expectations for them yeah. at this point <laughs> in the true. season. That's, that's, that's fair. So they're just. I think they just kind of are what they are. They're a pesky team who is not good at closing out games, which is a sign of bad coaching. Exactly. They they fold in crunch time. But they're a good team, and Iowa is. I think if you want to talk about a fraudulent team, Iowa is fraudulent. They are, they are. I mean, they're probably going to go ten and two this year, and probably be one of the worst ten and two teams we've ever seen. It's true. It's true. They,
0: they might get exposed in a bowl game, um, but kudos to Ferenc for stringing that together. Fact or fiction? Hawaii will slip into a bowl game at six and seven.
2: Fiction. Yes, fact. Okay, so we need a lot of things to happen here. I believe there's only going to be six spots. Left after this whole weekend, and so what we'll need here is a lot of teams that are five and six to lose. So Ball State plays today; we need them to lose. We need a whole laundry a list of teams that. to get out of there. So a six and seven Hawaii team, granted, we got to beat Wyoming,
1: gets in. See, that's where I, I, that's where I see them slipping up, because a couple weeks ago, when you were trying to justify why Hawaii is making a bowl game, you actually justified why they would lose every game. <laughs> yeah. You're like, okay, we got to go to Wyoming. It snows, and it sucks. We never win there. (laughs) It's impossible. The Hawaii guys just don't know how to win there, but... (laughs) No, I, I think Wyoming <laughs> is where they screw up. But it's a Christmas I, miracle, maybe.
0: <laughs> Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving,
1: bro. It's the Thanksgiving
0: episode,
2: Cole. No, we need a Christmas miracle
1: at this point. I hate to the to New New State is up 14-3. No! On Buffalo. It's
0: not game over yet. But Gosh. anyways. I don't know if you guys saw Isaiah Stewart uh, tried to fight LeBron yes. James. Trucked through many people, through a wicked stiff arm. Yeah. Isaiah Stewart is 20 years old. He still has three years of college eligibility left. Holy cow. Factor Fiction, somebody should at least give him a Where call. Where did he go to school? Uh, was that Washington? Washington. So Factor Fiction... Well, some... of
1: course Jimmy Lake didn't call this dude. Because he knew if he slapped him, this guy was going to slap him back and embarrass him.
0: So I assume it's fact based yeah, on fact. The, the sample size we yes. saw. No pads. No pads, nothing. He went right through. He showed the toughness. He
2: showed that some trucking. That was a man on a mission. Stiff. <laughs> and he went after the best player, too. He went after LeBron. Yeah. And so now is the time when... Oh. There we go. Now
0: is the time when we jump into the Thanksgiving portion of Factor Fiction. It was oh four gosh. regular Factor Fictions, but <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we're going to keep the Thanksgiving vibes going, even though that music isn't Thanksgiving music. I don't know <laughs> what is. Uh, Factor Fiction, the presidential turkey pardon is one of America's best traditions.
1: Fact, eh? you're saving an animal from dying. It's great. <laughs> fiction. It's so overrated.
2: Uh, like one turkey. That's so America in a nutshell. Let's show one turkey surviving while we just slaughter five million turkeys all across the nation.
0: How many do we actually slaughter
1: every I, Thanksgiving? Probably a lot. Probably
2: a lot. <laughs> Anyways,
0: uh, fact or fiction.
1: It's a dark, it's a it's a gray spot we don't talk about. <laughs> we don't
0: talk about turkeys. Don't ask America about their turkeys. Fact or fiction. Candied yams is an underrated Thanksgiving
2: dish. Never had them. I'm going to double down on that. I've never, never even seen it. I have no idea what it tastes like. You've never
0: had candied yams?
1: No. No.
2: It's like the little
0: marshmallows on top of the yams
2: like the what's a yam you know it's like
0: <laughs> are you serious I, I got, man i you know i make a mean candy yam I'll, I'll have to make some this weekend bring this, it next week and then it. we'll answer it yeah okay i'll bring the leftovers um it's good hot though yeah the key is lots of sugar and uh and butter
1: <laughs> is it like sweet potato casserole if you've ever had that is that i mean what's on it, it it's like it's like a sweet potato and it's got like brown sugar on it and then it's really sweet marshmallows on top sometimes of the i believe you can i mean every
0: that. time if you didn't have it with marshmallows it doesn't count
1: okay so, no, I've never had something Okay, similar. fair
0: enough. Well, I'll just can that one. That's my favorite Thanksgiving Based
1: dish. on your description, I would say fact. It sounds good. Yeah, it sounds you probably good. make it well.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, you just any, you throw enough butter and sugar on anything. It'll taste good. That's Amen. a good um, one. Amen. All right, fact or fiction, the Thanksgiving Day Parade is overrated. Fact.
2: That's <laughs> fiction. I love that parade. Oh, really? my gosh. As a kid, that's like all your favorite superheroes, characters coming to life in like, what is that? a massive balloon
0: probably like four or five feet big probably yeah
1: I always, told my, I always told myself i was gonna watch it and every time i turned it on it was like a musical going on and i was like oh god and i just turned it off <laughs> i
0: agree i never it was never like a thing of
1: mine it wasn't really a. or i sh- always caught it like in the last two minutes mm, before the it ended Marianne, yeah
0: when you've got like michael strahan like talking about like, <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> like America. right
0: all right factor fiction the flea flicker is the best turkey bowl play
1: Fact. Uh, that is fact. It's a, it's a legendary, it's a goaded play. Get or the, the candy can. cane. The candy cane route. That's another one.
0: No, that's true. That's true. Or the uh, the old double pass. That always works. Ah. Break the mm. rules a little. Anyways. <clears throat> fact or fiction, the Lions should stop playing on Thanksgiving.
1: They should just stop playing in general. <laughs> Damn, fact.
2: I'm going to go fiction. You know, I like a little lovable losers. Because provide they some have comic. Now you see well, baby. Yeah. <laughs> go Lions! No, no, it provides a little comic relief when you wake up in the morning. You get to laugh comic a little. Relief. The Lions are already
0: down yeah. 17
2: <laughs> up. It's a good tradition. <laughs> all right, I mean, I understand
0: that. And, yeah, they've been playing, I mean, since the dawn. Of they've like, been losing we... since yeah. the dawn. Exactly. Um, all right, fact or fiction, mashed potatoes is better than stuffing.
2: Oh, that's fiction. Mashed potatoes doesn't have that flair. It's a very, like,
1: Monday through Friday dish. But stuffing is a Thanksgiving dish. Oh, man. That's actually tough. I love both of those dishes. You got you to gotta make a choice. You got to... For Thanksgiving... Okay, can you repeat uh,
0: the question? All right. Fact or fiction, mashed potatoes is better than stuffing.
1: Oh. On Thanksgiving, no. So, fiction. Fiction. Okay. But, uh, if I had to pick one, I might say mashed potatoes, but Just on Just in Thanksgiving... general. In general, but on Thanksgiving... You gotta go with stuffing. I'm not
0: gonna lie, I've never been a big stuffing guy.
1: What? It's grown on me. It's really grown on me over really? the years.
0: It's my favorite thing. I'll have to give it a shot. I feel like every year for Thanksgiving I give like a new dish a shot, you know? Mm-hmm. Like especially like I never the green bean casserole. That's never getting touched.
1: <laughs> but I you, feel you like, might yeah. just throw like two on there to spare whoever <laughs> made it. You're like, oh yeah. Yeah, I'm
0: so glad who or, made the green beans? Hey, I'll,
1: I'll go back in the second round. I'll go back and get <laughs> oh, it the trust second
2: time. hmm I'm alright, yeah. <laughs> Honestly though, I put gravy on everything. Like once I get the gravy handle thing, I just put that everywhere. I mean, fair enough. So everything tastes like gravy in the end. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's, a, that's a little bit of a crime, but I'll let it slide. I'll let it slide. Alright, fact or fiction, the kids table is better than the adult table. Uh...
1: Well, when you're a kid, I would say fiction because you're always complaining about getting stuck there. But I'll you know, I'll go with fact. I've recently graduated to the grown ups table and I will tell you <laughs> I will tell you it's boring. It's boring. You sit there and people are just talking about whatever. I, when you're a kid, you're talking about the sleepover. You're talking about Christmas coming up. Give me the kids' table. All right. Yeah, give me the kids' table too. You,
2: you get all the fun snacks. You get to talk about stuff behind your parents' back. You get to Whoa. analyze. You know, what on at your kids' table? You get to analyze. like I like, I like making the commentary on what's going on on the on the big boys' table. Yeah.
0: All right, fair enough. Fact or fiction, the green bean casserole should be erased from Thanksgiving dinner
1: tables. I don't know what it is. You yeah, know, uh, you, this whole time, some you... people like it. I'll go fiction.
0: Why? Why do people like it? I, I don't know. It's disgusting. They some take two peop- things that aren't good, green beans and casserole, and, and green beans put them together. Oh. What's, what's a casserole?
1: I don't even okay, know. <laughs> um, I happen to know someone who knows a lot about that topic. Casserole? Uh, we can phone in my mom at some point. Um, <laughs> She knows a lot about that. So maybe next time we can phone in mom. Oh, by the way, she texted me. She she said that the stuff we have is essentially the same as candy yams. Oh, really? So
0: I will say it's underrated. Give me okay. candied yams. Okay. I'm glad somebody at least acknowledged that. Uh, here we go. Fact or fiction, turkey is better than ham. Hmm.
1: These are hard-hitting questions. Man. I'm going to
2: say yes, fit fact. The turkey is a huge staple. I feel like the ham doesn't always have to be there. It's a good addition, but it's not really the focal
1: point. So I'm going to go with turkey. Again, right. again, same thing with the mashed potatoes and stuffing argument. In general, slight edge to the ham. What? But on Thanksgiving, you've got to go with turkey. All right, fair enough. Fact or fiction, turkeys, the
0: animal, okay. are better than pigs, the animal. So now, now no longer the dinner, but now the animals themselves.
1: Uh, f- uh, <laughs> fiction turkeys are freaky. I mean, they're kind of cute, but like when you get up close, I, I those things charge Plus, at you. You heard scary. the noises that
2: like, like yeah. that. It's terrifying. Yeah, we're comparing the two animals. Which one's better? Yeah, I mean, I don't know, just I, in I'm general, like, oh, bro. Well, okay, for eating though, I think the pig is more versatile. I mean, you could turn that into <laughs> pork. If that's the hot way you want to look at it. Things like that. Okay. Turkey, yeah. I think I eat turkey maybe once a year, and that's gonna be on Thursday.
0: All right, fair enough. And then the final piece of this edition of Factor Fiction. Uh Factor Fiction, in nineteen ninety seven, Notre Dame, who was seven and five, defeated a three and nine Hawaii team oh on a game winning field goal with five seconds left. On Thanksgiving Day, Factor Fiction... This game changed the trajectory of Hawaii football forever. In what year? 1997.
2: Oh my gosh. <laughs> changed the direction? Yeah, it did. Fact. After, you know, after that, we got pretty good. We should play Notre Dame again. Maybe it'll change the whole program around. <laughs>
1: All oh, right. so you're saying in a good way. You're saying the no, 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 loss saying, motivated
2: no, them? I'm <laughs> saying in a good way. After 1997, we had... Well, actually, we, we went 0 right after that. We actually went 0-12, I think, Ugh. in 1999. Yeah. And, uh No, but then we got Cole Brennan like 10 years later. Yeah, I mean, good good
0: for, good for you. All right, I just wanted to slip Hawaii in there one more time. Wow, we played Notre Dame on Thanksgiving? You did. It was different times. 3-19 now. Since when? Not very good. But anyways... We'll go to the spelling game. And this week,
2: Colt, we've got
0: got a special Thanksgiving edition of the spelling game where Hayden and I have both selected the names of turkeys that were pardoned by the United States of America. And you have to spell them out. And Colt, I'll tell you right now, in the spirit of giving, you could get these names right. Do they have first and last names? It is one name. Okay, so that already helps me out. However... Here's the catch. You only get one strike. You only get one guess
1: for each of these hayden. Okay. Would you like to go we first? Got this. Okay. So mine is interesting. There's okay, so it's one of those it's a it's a pair of siblings. And they do have a last name, but okay, I, okay <laughs> oh, we're just going to go first name. We're just going to go first name. So, these turkeys. I mean, were... if they have a last name, by all means. Yeah, okay. we can just do it. Do you want to do the last name? Uh, okay. I'm not going to even get the first three letters name. My turkey only has right. one, one name. They didn't bother giving me my turkey all right. last name. So, this pair of twin turkeys were pardoned in 2002 by President Bush. They were bred by Ron Prestige, and the turkeys were named after his kids, Zach and Katie. So, Colt, can you spell Zach Prestige the turkey? Zach Prestige, <laughs> Zach Z. Yep. A. Mm-hmm. C. Mm-hmm. H. Incorrect. <laughs> no,
2: no. Incorrect.
1: It's over.
0: you know, give him a shot at Katie. They're okay. twins. They're okay. twins. Okay.
1: So it's Z A C K, one of the many spellings of Zach. And then Katie. How hard could this get? How hard could this be? K. Katie Prestige. K. Yeah. A. Mhm. T. Mhm. I. Yeah. E. Yep. Okay.
2: I thought you would go for the Y. Give me y. a chance at prestige.
0: Yep. It's right, prestige go, time. Prestige. Here we go a chance for a non Mickey Mouse win.
2: P. Correct. R. Mhm. E. Yep. S.
1: Yep. T. Mhm. I. <laughs> Correct. No. Oh no. Prestige. P R E S T A G E. Oh, that hurts. The prestige? prestige Turkey Dynasty just took Colt down. All right. Well, but you got another shot.
0: Yeah, here we go, Colt. Uh, this this turkey was raised in Henning, Minnesota. It was pardoned in 2005, so the Bush administration party, uh, pardoned this turkey. Uh, it was sent to live at Disneyland after it was pardoned. It lived in wow. Disneyland as one of the turkeys there, um, and it served as the honorary grand marshal on the Thanksgiving Day parade. <laughs> <laughs> so if, if crap hit the fan on that parade, <laughs> they would have been like, "Sir, what are we doing?" He's like, oh, oh, oh. "So." <laughs> Thank goodness, nothing bad <laughs> happened that day. But here's the name,
1: Colt. No last name for this turkey. He's, right. a, he's a simple turkey. Was that turkey the designated survivor?
0: He <laughs> <laughs> may have been. Marshmallow.
2: Oh boy. M. Correct. A. Mhm. R. Yep. S. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> H Yes. M. Correct? E.
0: No. <laughs> they said marshmallow spelled M A R S H M A L L O W. I believe it's like the
2: British spelling of marshmallow <laughs> or something like that. No And I just knew. I was just hoping that I didn't spell marshmallow wrong. I mean is that how it's spelled? I, I don't know how marshmallow is spelled. It actually I feel like there's two L's at the end before the O. It's gonna be marsh. Is it marshmallow? I mean, you got okay. So
0: marshmallow, and marshmallow are like the marshmallow food. They're I think it's mallow with an a. So they did spell it correctly. Marshmallow, believe it or not, though, is the name of that like DJ. You yeah. know the marshmallow DJ. Oh, mm-hmm. man, he so that's right. I e. can't even spell marshmallow. The food. That's true. That's true. But I, some I didn't think about. It. I was like, is there an a or an e there? But you know, it gotcha. So let's uh, let's jump into our mascot matchup, guys. We're uh. You know, towards the end of the show here, Colt, another O for two. That was that was rough. That was really. Rough. I
2: was really hoping, you know, in the spirit of giving Thanksgiving, <laughs> that I would just be given a nice one. But... I gave you Zach and Katie. I gave oh, you a marshmallow, man. bro. I gave I, you an actual English word. I, <sighs> but but it was British spelling. <laughs> for
0: the mars- mascot matchup, for the marshmallow matchup. No, I'm just kidding. Um, let's pick a mascot that we're thankful for, and and a reason we're thankful for them. I'll start things off. I'm thankful for the Stanford tree. And if you guys have ever seen the Stanford tree, it is the ugliest, stupidest looking mascot of all time. So I'm thankful that it exists to make all other mascots, except for Big Red in Western Kentucky, I'm not forgetting about that one, (laughs) for making all their mascots look good. So thank you to the Stanford tree. And if if you don't know what the Stanford mascot looks like, look it up. It's so awful. You can like see the guy in the costume awkwardly Mm -hmm. in his little steel frame. But yeah, I'm thankful for that.
1: That's a scary mascot, I will say. It's, it's freaky. Terrifying, bro. It's very freaky. All right. I am thankful for Veely the Warrior. I'm just kidding. Whoa! It's, <laughs> I will say Veely the Warrior because he made Colt happy for so many years. Yes, he did. So there, there's, a, there's a wholesome moment for you. But I'm also thankful for my boy, Sparky. Okay. Oh, look at Sparky that. actually ignited my love for ASU football. And it's not for the reason you might think. When I was, like, really little, I remember coming to the stadium in 2007. There's two things I looked forward to at ASU football games at that time. The stomp the bus video and Sparky doing push-ups after touchdowns. Hmm. That was, like, my all-time favorite thing. I hated everything else about the games. Like, the fireworks scared the crap out of me. (laughs) I had to cover my ears every time. And, you know, I didn't understand football yet, of course, the last year before I started following football, we went, like, 10-2, and two, and then we sucked for many years after I uh, started following the team. But, uh, yeah, I've got to go with Sparky, who is the OP mascot, uh, according to our mascot mashup calculations it's from true. a couple years ago.
0: I mean, what, what a world to live in, where every game you show up, it's not a matter of win or loss. Sparky's going to do push-ups every game. Yep. So Barring
1: that's, a terrible barring performance. Barring
2: zero, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, UC Santa Cruz their mascot. Oh, yeah, okay. I know Sammy the banana slug (laughs) I have never ever heard of any mascot named a slug or a banana But you throw the two together and you get a banana slug That is that is innovation at its finest right there All right. Well that
0: does it for our our mascots We're thankful for let's uh, let's let (laughs) It's Thanksgiving, the tea is on my mind, and the turkey, you know. Let's let Michael Scott take us to our outro. All I can do right now is put on a brave face and go out there and be their leader. It's over. We are screwed. All right, guys. We made it. We made it to the end of the Thanksgiving special. And, I mean, I I don't know. What's a a good way to, to send off this Thanksgiving week? Lots of football going on. I'm thankful for that at the very
2: least. I'm thankful there's no one hitting on the door right now as uh, we're (laughs) wrapping up the show.
1: We still got a minute. (laughs) We still got a minute. Don't jinx it. We could could still uh, make it that far. I am thankful that Herm Edwards might be coaching for his job because it means the team might show up this week.
2: Yeah, I'm
0: yeah. thankful that Oregon State is still alive for the Rose Bowl.
2: How about that? And I'm thankful that Hawaii has a tiny, tiny sliver of hope chance to potentially make a Hawaii Bowl.
0: You could be thankful that uh, they're letting people sit in the stands. Yeah. That's
2: they got a, a shout-out. That's sure Their, their That's student true. section was full. Yeah. I'm happy that we actually have a student section now, so... I'm thankful. Hey, you know what? Most of
0: all, guys, I'm thankful for you guys coming on here oh, talking about... Ta- <laughs> oh,
2: I'm
0: <laughs> Colt <Tomadova. laughs> All right, all right. Yeah, that's about it. From us for this Thanksgiving episode, I'm Tyler Budge. I'm Hayden Weber. And I'm Colt Almodova. And with that, we wave goodbye.